Yes. Welcome back on the night I go back. I'm Ben. I'm Higgins. And we are thrilled to join you all here for our 50th countum. Whoa. 5-0-50 podcast episodes, each one better than the last. Landmark episode. Yeah, landmark episode. 50, you know who, 50 big ones. You know who didn't make it to 50? Um, <laughs> Kirk Cobain. Uh, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> no. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of prominent people. So Yeah, so um, we're... We're yeah. up there. <laughs> we are better than them, is what you're yeah. saying. Janice at Joplin. our craft. At our craft, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so good. So 50 episodes. Uh, you know what? It has been an honor serving with you. Yeah. In this I, endeavor. Okay. <laughs> what um what what has been your favorite thing about recording this podcast, Higgins? Well, I would say just hanging out with you over these past 50 episodes has been my favorite part. That's really um, nice. But honestly, I think it's just shooting the shit and like just laughing with, with, with my friends, you know? Laugh, you, yeah, you, no, that's what I'm, I, in particular, I and agree. Then, you know, getting all uh, the guests that we've had on and will continue to have on. I think I just hanging out and, and talking things that we like to talk about and having tens of people listen to it. It's, it's really, it's remarkable. Chills when you say that. I cannot believe yeah. the reach that we have. Shivers down my spine. Well, I could not have said it better myself. So don't. I won't. Okay. And that's it. I'll see you for number right. 51. See 51 next week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's I, been I, really, yeah. it's been nice. I didn't think we were going to make it to 50, I, especially after, maybe we, maybe because it's special, maybe we will, we will release our first ever recorded episode. Um, but especially after the way that first one went, I was like, this is not, this is not where we're not going to make it. Um, but 50. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, almost one a week for the last year or, two, you know, year and a half. That's we're being pretty consistent about it. Yeah. Um, I'm it's ha- I'm it's impressive. I'm impressed with you. I'm very impressed with me. Me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so I've, yeah, I think you definitely said it. Uh, I've also liked kind of um, uh, thinking a little more critically about what I, what I watch. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I just have so much to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of you. I think you're... <laughs> Your humility has been what I've what I've appreciated. My humility, the humidity, yeah. it's all the humidity, yeah. It's all good. So we're here for a fiftieth episode. It's going to be uh another good one. <laughs> <I hope. laughs> wow. <laughs> if 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 the opener here is any indication, we are um in rare form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Higgins, it's so nice to see you. We it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Uh yep. how is it? How's it going? You know, it's, just, uh, you know, it's going, man. It's going, just getting, uh, one step or one week closer to the, the new babes coming here. Um, I don't know. Everything's, everything is, uh, the same really work yeah. still busy, busy as heck. Busy as uh, heck. And, uh, home life is still home life. So everything's good. Good. Uh, Very how about excellent. Yourself? Uh, same pretty much. Uh, you know, doing my thing work and, um, been drumming a bit and oh. uh yeah yeah i'm really trying to take advantage you get of those. that uh the, the new recording system and everything yeah it's all set up? set up and i'm just like tweaking my sounds and trying to 
trying Are to make you it sending sound good. him anywhere to like PJ for to have him record a guitar. So or? I no, not yet, not yet. I'm I've been just like tweaking. So there's like a lot to do to get a good drum sound, and I have no experience or expertise or like knowledge in this space. So I'm kind mm-hmm. of uh, just fumbling my way around it, so to speak. Um, okay, just trying to make it sound good. Trying to make the drums sound good. I can tell you, I sent a snippet. Uh, of the progress I'd made after hours and hours of, of work to um, PJ and his feedback was uh, it does not sound professional. So <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, making progress. I think uh, despite the wow. haters. Um, PJ yeah, no, it really, punches. it hurt. It knocked me down a few pegs, but uh, luckily I'm back up and I'm uh, you're never going to keep me down. No, you're like tub thumper. I'm exactly like a tub thumper. So, so I've been doing some recording Um and just hanging out and uh what else no there's there's other stuff um i mean yeah i mean in the world well right there's other stuff in the world going on for sure so we're like we're hot hot off the uh hot off the tails of is that a saying hot off the tails no that's not right that's not right no hot off the presses well hot off the presses and then no we're right on the tail of um yeah sure. basically our government yeah. was almost overthrown and now we're here and we're all good mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. there's you know it's just the crazy culmination of all the fucking stupid trump stuff that's been that's been happening and just it's, him sucking and now he's been wiped off of social media and good. that's Which our is, chance to yes. step up yeah we should we need to fill the void there is a vacuum exactly there's yeah. a vacuum of of hot air and uninformed opinions that i think it's like really like the stage has never we been can though us. we can though that we can both agree i think that even though it was a necessary thing to happen because he was he was spewing hate and and literally brainwashing people into into storming the capital um the fact that he could just be banned from something like Twitter and, and social media, that's not good for like the rest of us. No, like, it is good. It is good. I mean, you, you, I disagree. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's not like he's being like the argument of like, he's being silenced is like, no, there's other, he has a whole fucking press room. He can still, he can still communicate. No, right. And I understand it's like setting a precedent or whatever, but like, honestly, I want fucking the 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 way i ingest media i want it to be selective about what can what can be put up there i you know having trump tr- twitter should have done this two years ago three years ago i With mean trump twitter has enabled trump to yeah yeah twitter's enabled trump to do what he has done right. not the you know culminating of course with what happened um at the state house this week and you know, Twitter doing it now, anyone changing their course on Trump, because so many are, not just Twitter, but like politicians, Republicans. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Any, that's anyone changing their tune now, it's it's not, it's too, it's too little too late. No, it's too little too late, but it is, it is, it's eye-opening to see that, okay, people are starting to finally speak out against it. It's 10 days until he's he's out of office, but I mean, it, it, it it's finally happening, which is... Yeah, anyone who's changing their tune like now, like need this to happen to change their tune, they're just like... Well, did Cowers. you see this happen? I mean, I didn't see this happening. This was like, no matter what he was saying and doing, like, yes, I knew that it was toxic and all this shit and people were sucking. Like, I have, I know too many people who are on his side. So, like, it's, it's, I knew that his message was getting through to people. But I just didn't think it was going to ever get to that point. I know? did not. No, I did not see it happening. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, it's it's not too surprising when you take a step back and look at like how it's like kind of crescendo to this, right? Mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't see that happening. And I also, 
you know, actually when, when Jamie like first told me about it, I was like napping and, and Jamie like sent me a text and with a screenshot of like, Oh, you know, protesters storm the courthouse, whatever, or state house. And, um, I was like, Oh, you know, this is just the same shit that's been happening protests right. and whatever. Right, right, right. It just happens to be, you know, the, the right doing it instead of the left or whatever. And, um, and then I like actually looked and I was like, Holy shit, like this is different. Right. And I think a lot of people had that, had that revelation. Um, Not a lot of people. I feel, I, like I said, I know too many Trump people in my personal life and like, you know, adjacent uh, yeah. like via Facebook or, or other social medias. And people just did, a lot of people just don't see this as a, as a big deal. And it, it's, it's shocking to me. If you're doubling down on Trump at this point, you're like kind of the yeah. worst of the, of the right. worst. Yeah. And, and I hate this. Like I was saying this to Emily, like, and I think I said it to you guys in the group in the group chat that we have, like I have silent, I have either blocked or unfollowed yeah. more family members and friends than I ever have in my life. And it's yep. unfortunate. Yep. And I'm even, I was talking to Emily, like, I think I'm going to delete Facebook. I, I can deal with Twitter. Cause I don't know the people that I'm like, that I follow yeah. Yeah. on Twitter are you guys. But Facebook's and, more personal. Yeah. Facebook's way yeah. more personal. Yep. So like, and it, it angers, I literally get on Facebook and I get angry. What keeps you on? So what has kept you on Facebook? I feel like because outside of, you know, the 10 of us that, you know, the, the 10 of us that we hang out with normally. The old echo every, chamber. The old, yeah. Everyone else <laughs> that, I'm, that I have a relationship with in my real life are on Facebook. They're not on Twitter or they're on Instagram, you know? So when I, if I want to see what people are doing or like, or like reach you know, the majority of my friends with like a post or something like Facebook's the way to go. Plus it's like a good place to like share as, as like, as, as self-involved as it sounds, it's a good place to share pictures of Riley and like share like updates with, with, you know, about, about the baby and you know, all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, can't really do that on Twitter. I mean, you can, but like, it's just, no, like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Even, um, even like Instagram isn't, it's like kind of, kind of similar, but like, again, right. the personal element of Facebook makes it the perfect place for, Right for that kind of thing, so I, I like, hear that, and I think I think honestly, along with the cut the cord cutting that we're eventually going to get to, I think Facebook having me having to get off of Facebook is it, it's good for it's that could be what led to like my brief you know four or five days of depression that I had like a couple of weeks ago seeing it, just seeing, seeing everything on seeing Facebook everybody just that people, it. people that I thought that I that I know very well that I love like I that I can honestly say that I love you know family members and friends just saying and, and and sharing and doing all these just like back backwards things i'm like what's going on like this is not the people that i thought i knew and it's very depressing to see yeah and I, I, and I can deal with not having the same like views as people like i'm not a big like I, up until like two years ago i wasn't a big political guy meaning mm-hmm. like I, if we didn't have the same political uh, perspective that we couldn't be friends i never thought that way but like how can you argue with anything that's happening now yeah and still share the same like not and still have the same opinion of the guy like it just yeah. it it's so it just it's made me so angry and I think I have to get off it for my own, yeah. for my own health. I recommend you do. And I mean, even, you know, if you keep, if Emily stays on, you can still share pictures of Riley and stuff. Right. And, um, yeah. You know, or just internalize your uh, feeling of, of satisfaction and love with your daughter. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell her. What are you saying? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, uh, okay. <laughs> sorry. You're right. I'm, I'm no parent. So, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, you know, as someone who, I was so resistant to get rid of Facebook for so long. And ultimately mm-hmm. it was Jeremy who like kind of convinced me who is now coincidentally back on Facebook and struggling with a lot of the same things that you are. He's back on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about, um, maybe it was Instagram. I, no, he's back on Facebook too. Um, but either way, 
uh, I ha- you know, after getting rid of Facebook, because I, you know, it's almost better for your relationships with people to not see the kind of shit that right, people share. Right. And that's when, that's where I used to live with when, you know, a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, if I don't see the things, if I don't hear them, yeah. it's, but that's also a very privileged way to look at things. Sure. Right? Totally. Totally. That's, and you're right. Now I mean, you're I'm right. at the point right now where like, I, I kind of want to know, and I kind of need to know who's, who's saying and who's thinking this way, because like, honestly, I need to know what I'm dealing like I, I need to know if I should carry on relationships with people. Yeah, but you gotta weigh you're right. Yeah, I, I totally you're totally right, but you gotta weigh that against your like mental health of the right. drag of seeing people that to your point, your words you love having these terrible views. I mean, is the obligation to cut that person out of your life who you're frankly only interacting with through a social media platform? Well, does that yeah, outweigh now. does that outweigh like the fucking wave of of depression that you get after right. seeing all of these people who you've loved and Well here here's the thing. Now it's that like I only right, interact with right. people now because of the pandemic. Like these right. are people that I family members and friends that I was seeing regularly yeah, and fair. intend on seeing regularly after things get, you know, after the, the, the vaccines get into play yeah. and things kind of start going back to normal a little bit um so that's the hard part is like i don't want to cut them off that way because like i'm still and i think it's family more than friends because i think my friends i've kind of okay with and this is going to sound awful but like i'm okay with like whatever group i'm in now and not and i don't need to like expand anymore like if anything this pandemic showed me like who i actually want to remain friends with and who i don't right right. um and political political views aside i'm saying just in general um so i'm okay with keeping my friend group where it is it's the family members that i'm more concerned with right, because like right. those are people that you're going to see it like the rest of your life you yeah know? no you're right so, it's a it's kind of an impossible decision and a, these yeah. types of decisions are the ones that that you know everyone's been faced with over the past four years and yeah you know we don't need to belabor it but i'm just glad to see you know trump the public opinion finally turning around on trump more broadly as opposed to just with the left and um him, you know, going away and and I'm not like the biggest Biden fan on earth, but with no. the Senate and the House and the presidency, well, the Senate, the like, Senate was huge. That was the yeah. big one. I, I think you know, I, I don't think things are going to change, you know, from what they were four or five, six years ago, no, for the better. But they'll change from what they are right now, so for the better at least. I hope because, but I was, I, I feel, and this is going to sound counterintuitive or counterproductive, but like, I'm almost more scared of what could happen with when Biden eventually takes over than how I felt the last four years. You're and talking you know, about like the, like the moment, like the day, like inauguration yeah. day, like what's going to happen. Like the right. similar like to what we saw on Wednesday. Like right, exactly. I see, I see something happening. I see what happened on Wednesday happening a lot more these next four years, maybe potentially eight years. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a privileged way of talking because like the, tr- like in all honesty, and you can kind of speak to this too. We all can most, most of our friends can speak, speak to that. Like, Trump's presidency didn't really affect us, you right. know, like we weren't affected by the same things that everybody else, a lot mm-hmm. of other people were affected mm-hmm. by. So these last four years, even though they've been shitty and it's made us angry by, because we see it happening, it hasn't affected us. I feel like Biden taking over, like it's something start stuff's going to start affecting us in a way different way that I'm almost too scared. I'm almost more scared of than just keeping trump president and keeping like the psychos happy yeah. for another four years you know i'm st- like am i saying are you getting what no I'm i I, I do i see where your where your concern is coming from i don't think i have yeah. a mature enough understanding of like of like politics in order to be right. able to, to to kind of like say one way or another but i understand what you're feeling and frankly feelings of apprehension and anxiety like that's just not just going to go away 
overnight, right. right? We'll need to see some real change and see, you know, things not get markedly worse before before I start to feel any sort of confidence or or um, optimism again, for sure. Right. But uh, but yeah, hey, you know, whatever happens, you'll hear about it here on the next fifty episodes <laughs> of uh, <laughs> on the night I go back. Yeah. So, uh, and maybe some sports. And maybe some sports. Yeah, how about those? How about those Celtics? I, I don't want to talk about. We, actually, it's good. The Celtics are, are doing very well, and that's what makes the. So, for those of you who are listening, whenever this airs, um, we it's now Saturday evening, and it was just announced that Jason Tatum will be missing up to fourteen days um, due to corona to due to health and safety protocols, which is essentially uh, quarantining from coronavirus. Yeah, well, we called it here. I mean, not. I mean, go breaking away from the bubble. <laughs> Their season is doomed from the start. Yeah, I mean, but I look the way I look at it. The NFL made it, and I know it's a different sport, different game, different everything. But like, and they're only traveling once a week as opposed to four nights all a week. over the place. Yeah. Um. So I don't think the NBA. So technically, only three players in the league have tested positive. Technically. Okay. That have been that have been announced. Three players. Right. Okay. Anybody else who's been out these over these over the last two weeks has been due to close contact. Mm-hmm. So. If you look at it, three players out of 488 is not that it's, – it's, it's, it's true. It's okay. Assuming it's, that's it's not, you're right, representative of the real cases. Yeah. Right. Um, so everyone – like Tatum, Tatum hasn't tested positive. He was just He's in close just been contact. in contact, yeah. yeah. So um, that's a little bit more reassuring. But, I mean, you, you can't have players traveling three or four times a week or, you know, even two times a week to different cities. It's just like you can't trust – these guys are adults with – you know, they're, they're not going to be babysat. And I feel right. like as much as you say, be back in the, like you, the, the, pro, the, the, the way it was presented to me as a, as a, a fan, what I was reading was this team is going, the teams go from the airport to the hotel, stay in the hotel, go to the practice facility, practice, go back to the hotel, leave the hotel, go to the game, play the game, go leave straight from the game to the airport. And then you're, you know, on to the next city with the same, where the same thing repeats. Yeah, but you can't assume that that's actually what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it is because yeah. it I mean, they were in my the Celtics got four of their five four or five of their guys that are in the protocol now. They happened to get it after they played against the Heat in Miami. So, do you think that they went to the hotel or do you think after they won they went out and partied in Miami for a little bit? Like they're 22 years old. Of course, they're probably going out to party in Miami for a little bit. Like, I don't blame them, even though it's, you know, you don't want to see, you want to see people be responsible. But like, if I was a 22 year old kid with millions of dollars and I'm in fucking South Beach, like, I mean, I don't know. I would probably do the same thing. I'd hope I'd be a little more mature about it, but I, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, obviously I think that's where it came from. They all went to Miami. They all, people got sick or people we were in close contact with people who were sick. And now this is where we are. So do you think that based on all that, do you think that the full season will actually happen? Uh, one way or the other, yes. So what uh, do you mean by that? I think, yes, there'll be a full – well, already the season's short. So it's already – it was 82. It's a regular – it's 82 regular season games. They shortened it down to 72. So already we're going into it with 10 less games. I think that the, NF, that the NBA's plan is to get through the first half of the season – um, if they, ha- I think personally right now they should take a break. I think they need to take a break, take a two week quarantine, because enough players. Just because oh, Tatum's out. <laughs> no, no, I think well, no. I, I, I thought this last night because this is I the the Sixers have to play with seven guys today because wow. like six of their players are on quarantine. 
They're going to so, be so tired. I was saying, I thought this last <laughs> night. I was like, they should just quarantine for two, like shut the league down for two weeks, make sure everybody's back up and running, and then go into. But they're just going to power through this shit. Yeah. So that, what I think is going to happen is um, they're going to get, they're going to try to get through the first half of the season. Um, and then either A, bubble the second half, like they didn't, maybe not in Orlando, maybe do like two or three separate areas and bubble the second half of the season uh, into the playoffs. Or pray for my or the, the second option b would be by the time the second half of the season rolls around most of the players and if, and the fan base will be vaccinated and they can right. start you know having fans back in the in the arenas and you know it the, the cases will be fewer and far between by at that point so yes yeah, i think the season's right. going to finish um i just hope that for their sake, I would rather, I don't want to see like as much as it's going to just like the Celtics are going to lose. The Celtics are only going to have nine guys for the next three games. Right. Plus so, they don't have their star. I mean, in a, in a, in a league that is so heavily driven right. by stars, you lose one player and not only does the product suffer from an entertainment standpoint, but mm-hmm. you like lose, you lose, you lose more. Like you're right. going to, it's going to harm your season. So like, that's the thing is I rather, and this isn't coming from a guy that just doesn't want the Celtics that wants Celtics to win. Like it's The product is going to suffer. No one's right. going to watch. Like no one's, I mean, people might watch the Sixers game today because, because they're only playing with seven guys. So they kind of right. want to see right. like what that looks like. Um, but no one's going to want to watch a team that doesn't have their stars. And it's a, it's an, a glorified summer league game at that point. And not only that, but like these, these standings matter. These games matter. So, like, the Celtics right now are tied for the, the best record in the NBA right now. They're about to go two weeks without Tatum, and th- I think I looked at it. Two weeks is going to be uh, either six or seven games, depending on where his quarantine is. Mm-hmm. So, like, they could lose seven in a row. <laughs> and by the time Tatum, Tatum could go out with the team being seven and three and come back and the team's three and three and ten – or uh, seven and ten. Right. And, like, well, who knows where the rest of the league is at that point. And, like, I'd rather see them quarantine, take, take a two-week – take the whole league, take two weeks and then see where you're at, at the end of the two weeks and then start it back up. You already have the, the leeway because you're, you're 10 games less. So you have an extra allotted room of time where you can make these games up. Um, that's what I kind of want to hope happens, but it won't because the league wants to make money and they right. want to. You know. Right. Well, you know, more and more, I'm thinking like based on how well the bubble worked, like they should have moved back to a bubble system and they could have done that. Maybe like broken the season into into three parts, right? And bubble for mm-hmm. for two months, play a third of the season, and then give people like a month break or two weeks break to go back and do their thing, test everyone, come back, do it again, right? Because isn't the, the argument against the bubble this season was that it wasn't the remainder of a season, it would be for the full season. It'd be difficult for players right. to quarantine away yeah. from their families for that long. So the, the, the NB from what I have read and, and heard on various, you know, podcast interviews from NBA players, every player hated the bubble, every player, they yeah. did it because they wanted to, they wanted to finish. They wanted to be safe, but they hated the bubble and they wanted to be, they wanted their families. To, and it wasn't just like, because they wanted to go out and get laid or go out and like party. Yeah, totally. And that was only, that was only two months or it was like eight weeks, right. ten, seven weeks, whatever it was. Now you're asking players to do a bubble system for six months. Like that's like, unless there was a way that you could say, okay, family, like every, like they can come for a week, 
go home for two weeks to quarantine, then come back for a week, like, you know, something like that, where like every, you could see them two weeks out of a month, um, something like that maybe, but like you weren't going to get the players to sign off on a six month bubble um, and being isolated from the world for six months. Like it's just, right. it's not even like, I know these guys are millionaires and whatever. So people don't have sympathy for them, but they're human fucking beings too. Like I don't, I would not want to do that for any kind of amount of money. And yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe for like, maybe for like a hundred million dollars, but like, um, so I, I feel for them not wanting to do that. Um, so I don't think it ever would have worked, but I, in my opinion, they're going to soldier through the first half, get to the all-star break. And then if it's bad and the numbers aren't going down and the vaccination numbers aren't where they want to be, I think they quarantine. I think they bubble for the second half of the season. So you're looking, you're talking about probably 30 games in a bubble. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's a good whether, whether it's Dis- whether it's Disney or whether it's like three or four new uh, locations. So like half, you know, a third of the league goes here, a third of the league goes there, a third of the league goes there. Like, I think something like that's going to happen. But that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, lots of lots of options, lots of interesting things to see, and further complicated by the vaccine rolling out, and and mm-hmm. you know that's going to add a whole a, a ripple to what people feel comfortable with and what people expect out of the product too. So. Right. And you're going to um, see a lot of people being angry that if I, I, right now, I don't think the NBA players or any athletes are like on the, on the top list of people. To yeah. Get well, them. they absolutely shouldn't be. I mean, no, they should I know, not but like, get the vaccine over absolutely. people who should over like, like healthcare. No, I, agree. And shit. Yeah. I agree. But I feel like no matter when the athletes get it, there's going to be an uproar about why they're getting it over X, Y, and Z, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, f- for good reason. Right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, they shouldn't get it over, a whole variety of, of people. But I mean, I don't think we're going to see the vaccine for months. Right. I mean, like people like us, right. So maybe Emily, because she's a teacher, but yeah, but I mean, I'm out, I'm out the more than she is. She's home. So, I mean, yeah, but that's not, I'd be, I'd be surprised. Yeah. I'd be surprised to see. I don't think I'd get it until I, I I don't, I'm looking at probably August before I think some Mm -hmm. people like Mm -hmm. us are getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, good. Good. We did a little, <laughs> little sports segment here. I will say that uh, I was listening to the podcast, the last episode with Jamie in the car uh, last weekend. And she was like, as soon as we started talking about basketball, she was like, you lost me. So we talked about basketball last episode. Yeah. We talked about like something very similar to what we talked about here, the NBA and the bubble. Uh, and what's well, so like you, was it just you and I in the last? I don't yeah. It was just you and me. Yeah. Oh, well. But uh, she, she, she couldn't do it. Couldn't no no she got through it though she got through it okay, because it was so it was a short segment so um, mm-hmm. Jamie start listening again <laughs> that's a little yeah please little favor for for her if she's tuning out uh, while she's listening to this episode <laughs> now she's back in and well, we hey, are what back you, to uh... basics with what have you been watching I asked okay. you first <laughs> what have you been watching oh wait wait you asked me I asked you first uh, okay well then you go no. Uh, so I've been watching, uh, I watched the entire third season of Cobra Kai that came out um, mm-hmm. last yeah, week. B- binged it, loved it. It was a great, another uh, cliffhanger of an ending. Um, I think it wasn't as good as season two, but it was still very, very entertaining. Um, I can't believe there's three seasons of that show because I, like, like, I feel like it just started, like it just came out recently. So. Well, to, on, on Netflix, it did. It was a YouTube show for, for the first. Oh, uh, this okay. was the that's first. Why. I think that's why was, I feel that way. I yeah. think this. I could be wrong, but I think this was the first Netflix exclusive season. I think I see. So they brought two. both. 
Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. That makes sense why I feel that way. Um, They've already been greenlit for season four, which is I'm thankful because it left on a cliffhanger that I definitely want to see um, explored. Um, if this was the season was cool. You got to see a little bit more of the background of Mr. Miyagi um, and see some characters from the second, like most of, so season one and two have dealt primarily with characters that were in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now this, this one finally delved into characters that were in the second movie um and they they hinted at a character that was in the third movie that is going to be making an appearance in season four that i'm excited about um so yeah overall i I liked it it wasn't like it wasn't as strong as the first two seasons but it's still very very entertaining um so i recommend that and what else have i been watching a lot of basketball um i just watched a movie what the hell movie did i watch um Sounds like yeah, a really so big impact. Yeah, just just Cobra Kai. No, what I just I was gonna say it too. I, I should have written it down. I was I was eager to talk about it. What the frig movie was did I just watch? Um Well, I could do mine and you could you could do your typical yeah, zoning yeah, you, out you, you and think yours. about that while I I'm not zoning out. I listen. <laughs> um, okay, you go. Okay, so I've watched a lot of good stuff recently. TV shows, almost all TV shows. Um okay. I forget. Did I talk I think I talked about Alice in Borderland when we uh, mm. recorded last it's the japanese show that's like kind of a mm. kind of a battle royale type show okay mm. if i if i didn't battle talk royale. about it, battle royale baby so it's like um it's a japanese show subtitled it's on netflix it's, a, it's another uh way that we've benefited from you know like we've talked about before like like the streaming service is trying to get as much content as possible and, and right. tapping into um foreign content show's called alice in borderland it is um basically about these these this group of friends and like they're in tokyo and all of a sudden everyone disappears almost like in a rapture rapture esque mm-hmm. uh way okay. um, and then they're like basically everyone who's left in tokyo they need to do these games and if you lose the game you die and it's a whole like so that's like the kind of battle royale aspect of it um it's about like basically trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, right? Why, like, why did everyone disappear? Why are we being forced to play these games? Right. It's about allegiances to each other and about the, you know, the big picture and all the individual games themselves. And it's, um, it was really, really good. Okay. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, Cause it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like mysterious, like why the fuck is this happening? You know, type of thing, mm-hmm. but also it's entertaining in watching factions form and watching allegiances rise and fall and watching people backstab each other and, and that kind of thing like, I, like uh, through these games i saw a movie with a similar so this was i saw this movie i should have talked about it actually i saw this movie about six months ago and i'm trying to think what's her name samara weaving um she was in a movie what's kind of similar to what's the is it battle royale the one where they're in the office building what what, what, what am i thinking of what Japanese movie am I? Battle Royale of? was a Japanese movie where they all went to an island and it was no. and they had to they had to kill each other. What movie I'm thinking? Um, well, they're all in the office building and they got to like make their way from the bottom floor to the top floor or something, and it's just oh, all sounds like, so familiar. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just a giant action movie, pretty much, and I can't think of the name now. But anyway, I saw a movie that's kind of similar. Yeah, to that yeah. that's almost similar to what you're saying too, called Mayhem. Okay, you heard? You heard no, this? I haven't. No. It, came out in 2017 it's got samara weaving um and um steven young from uh from uh, uh walking dead okay right where essentially yeah, yeah. Yeah, where essentially right. um a virus breaks out in this in the in the world or whatever and it and it, and it, it hits the, it affects this office building 
and the everyone in the office building just turns into it's not they're not so so much zombies but whatever this virus does it like it takes away their ability to be rational so like if and they, and they get angry and they, and they lash out so like everyone's just like pissed off at each other and getting right. like violent and all yeah this, this stuff. movie looks awesome yeah so essentially they're samara weaving and stephen young are in this office building and they just kind of have to fight everybody <laughs> to, to survive and then they get quarantined in because like the um the the you know cdc arrives mm-hmm. and they're like okay we got to keep everybody in the building because they're the, they're infected blah 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 but it's really fucking cool with a lot of like nice uh, death scenes and action scenes and i watch anything with samara weaving she's awesome but it kind of sounds similar a little bit to what you were saying yeah there's been Um, a a lot of this type of thing i mean battle royale like the movie was really popular then of course that's that kind of like spawned like the hunger games which is very similar in in concept and then in video games battle the battle royale like genre of video games where they're like 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 PUBG and fortnite and stuff um has been super popular recently obviously as well so that whole concept is is big and 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 Alison Borderlander was like a similar similar concept, not exactly the same, but like in a different flavor. And um, God, it was really good. I, I really, really liked it. Um, another show I've been watching that I think I did also mention, but maybe not in... Oh, by the way, um, mm-hmm. Alison mm-hmm. Borderland and maybe this show I'm about to talk about are prob- would probably be in my top five TV shows from 2020. So I know we did that already. Um, oh, okay. But but I would probably remove Fargo and add Alice in Borderland to my to my top five just uh, for posterity. Okay. Sake there. Okay. Um, okay. Because I really it. really liked it. And then this other one, I, it's 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 in the middle of the season, so I can't quite say. But um, uh, it I did talk about this. I think it stars Brian Cranston. It's on um, I think Show Showtime. It's called Your Honor. Yeah. Your Honor. Yeah. I think we talked about this. Yeah. Uh, so I won't belabor it, but it is, it's really good and gets better with every episode. They're releasing it in that traditional, like once a week. Oh, it's, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So it's only like five or six. Yeah. It's only like five or six episodes in each episode is better than the last. Brian Cranston is excellent. The whole supporting cast is good. Uh, I kind of thought it was like, eh, this looks like the type of thing that like, that like is just chemically engineered to be a show that I, that that people would like right it's like brian cranston is a gray character and he's right he's he would do anything for his family and there's politics involved and there's drugs involved and stuff and there's a crime family um and all that stuff is like that's like it's like chemically engineered in a lab to make people like it so i was like a little skeptical of it at first but honestly it's really really good and fucking well, captivating as hell so that's I was going to start watching it because you know as a as a as a still um, cable haver I have Showtime and I read a review that said Brian Cranston's excellent but it's very formulaic and it's very like it's it's almost like you've seen this movie and exactly. show that's exactly that's exactly right and I think so, it's still and, and, it, and it's still enjoyable despite that is what I'd say okay so I was gonna hold off and see kind of once the whole season ended see if it got either renewed for a second season so that i should watch it so so i can see what happens i would say if i wait yeah either way wait until it's all the way done and just and just binge it it would be a quick binge there's probably going to be 10 episodes like it's you know um but it is really good but but that's exactly that exact sentiment is exactly what i had in my head it's like it's it's all the same shit we've seen before he's literally like in the show he literally breaks bad he like does the same like he's a good guy that starts to do bad things and like you know um so I was like, eh, I don't know, but uh, it ended up being it's it's really good. So, yeah. The movie I was talking, the movie we were talking about with the Chinese, um, actually, uh, Indonesian film, 
uh, the raid is what we're talking raid. about. Okay, yeah. I don't. Where they where they storm I've... an office building and yeah. I think you have because I think it's it's it was very popular. It came out in like 2011, um, and it was a very like one of those get stoned, get drunk, and just like watch mayhem, like mm-hmm. <laughs> watch mm-hmm. chaos ensue. Um, yeah, this looks good. It, it's it spawned like three or four sequels too. Um, so that was the movie that I think that we were both thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Your Honor, I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna yeah. check out. It's good, I, even though it's formulaic. It's it's high quality. I think you'd like it. And there's enough like. I think it's just so well acted. The characters are good. It's like dark enough, gritty enough that it, it, it pulls you in. Um, it's really good. Okay. The last thing that I will say is um, I have been watching slash rewatching uh, Mr. Robot. Did you watch that show? I did not. So it's really good. Um, I had watched like the first, so it's over now. There's four seasons. It ended, I think a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um it or maybe maybe this year actually it ended recently which is kind of why i went back and rewatched it but um i watched the first couple of seasons then stopped watching for some reason i don't know why because it's like it's an excellent show and it has christian slater right and yeah christian slater yeah exactly and um it flirts with greatness when it's when it's great it is great but it just doesn't maintain that level of 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 consistency throughout the whole thing which is i think why i um stopped watching in the first place but like but like the mm-hmm. moments where it peaks are unforgettable TV moments. And for that reason alone, I think it's, and, and the performances, I mean, Robbie Malik is, is phenomenal. Christian Slater is really good, although they don't use him very much. Um, for that reason alone, it's, it's worth watching. And I specifically think you would like uh, this show. Oh, wow. So it must be a yeah. dumb show that it's easy to follow. No, no, it's uh-huh. smart. There's coding there's, and hacking and, and smart giant, dudes. And dudes giant and picture books. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of pictures in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, well, it's really good. And it's also like, it's super, it's one of those things that was like made recently, but yeah. is, is more relevant now than it was when it was made. Um, the mm-hmm. se- I'm in the middle of season three and there's like a, uh, they're like storming a building and like, and like it's protesters and they're wearing masks and you know, it's, 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 very uh reminiscent of of what's happening today and what's and what's been happening um so i'm really enjoying it and by the time we uh next record i will probably have finished it and we'll be able to give a full opinion on the show end to end okay okay next episode is the rami malik appreciation episode that's right yeah so speaking of movies that are like more uh timely like or, or have more meaning now like I was just, I was watching Coneheads on TV <laughs> like a couple of days ago. And first of all, Coneheads might be the most underrated comedy of the nineties. The movie is so funny and that has movie so, was popular. so, I, it was popular. It's a cult. I think it's a cult classic. It was not popular in the, in, with the critics or the, in, or in theaters. Um, but it has like 19 cameos from like all the SNL guys. Like every SNL player from the nineties was in that movie. Um, anyway, it's it's a real it's a really good like take on even though i don't know if it was meant to do this but like i was watching it and i'm like this is this is kind of insanely uh timely where it's like it's a good take on how immigrant families are treated in the united states mm-hmm. like so his they're obviously the, the conans are aliens but they portray themselves as um i don't even know what country they're from what they're trying to it's like estonians right or yeah like some yeah. sort of russian yeah um but they're you know they 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 emigrate to america they want to they they run they start a small business but like and it, you can just see how 
that and like the whole movie is is these two um officers from like INF from essentially from from like ICE the <laughs> modern day ICE trying to track down these people because they think they're illegal aliens like not only like alien alien but like illegal immigrants and try to deport them so that's like the whole plot of the movie and you really see like the struggle in a very like satirical way of like what the what a what an immigrant family from like you know the 80s and the 90s had to deal with just to be just to get into America and like put their lay their roots down and become a successful you know business owner be it be an individual right and i know it was done in like it's i don't know if it was meant to be that way but like watching it as at with my 35 year old eyes i'm like okay well this is this is more timely now than it probably was in the 90s i have to assume that's intentional right i mean say what you will about snl today i mean one thing it has always been is is political right right and and the the writers or you know the writer's room is like the simpsons writer room it's a bunch of smart people and and people who are socially aware and and stuff right so it's uh i wouldn't i think that is probably something that was like inherently uh intentionally baked into right because that. that's not the first time that i've heard that that comparison i think it's pretty it's pretty overt uh oh and- is it <laughs> oh, now I feel stupid. Uh, yeah, you know, you're just picking up on something that I knew years ago. So, <laughs> you mean uh, I didn't get it the first hundred times I watched the movie? No, I will say uh, the I, I've never seen the Coneheads movie, and the only time I've seen the sketch is when we did the fucking Dan Aykroyd episode with. Brett. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I think the movie's better than any of the sketches, personally. Yeah. I mean, that's that sounds. That I just sounds I, right. I never really found old SNL funny. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but like, yeah, I don't know if it's a hot, hot take. I think, uh, I think like Chris Farley is funny. No, but... no, I mean like the, like the, like the original cast. You mean old, like, old. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm talking like, I think the first, I think like 1988 was when I first started really like that cast, the 88s through like the 95 was like the funniest cast, but I never found anything. I never really found Ch- Chevy Chase funny. I never found the stuff that Bill Murray did on SNL that funny. I think Jay, I think John Belushi was really funny because he was like a physical comedian. And I like right. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just um, like Farley. But the skits, I never found that funny. Um, I don't know. I just, I never, maybe it was just because I wasn't, I wasn't hip to what was going on in the seventies. And so like it didn't resonate with and me. And then it's just aged um, out of like being, yeah. you know, something that you'd find funny upon a first watch. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, probably it's right. funny. You hear, you hear a lot of comedians, even our age, like our generation of comedians say how much that era of SNL inspired them. And it's like, I, I don't see how any of the comedy that is done nowadays is is even derivative of stuff like that i just don't see it maybe it just you know i'm not a, i'm not a professional comedian. yeah we probably just don't get it yeah but it's just like some of like they used to play it on um on comedy central like a couple mm-hmm. like maybe like five or ten years ago every like it was like a five-hour block in the middle of the afternoon from like noon to five where they would play all episodes of snl and you know it would start from the 70s and go to each you know decade or whatever so i remember watching a few like i probably watched like 25 episodes of the 70s era SNL. And I just did not, I did not find it appealing. Yeah. So, yeah. well, whatever. Here whatever. I am. That's what I'll just say. Man, whatever. Just trying to, just trying to live his life and just, you know, that's all. So, right. Okay. So, good. Let's transition a little bit here. So, I think we, we've done some good talk about what we've been watching, about old SNL, about the Celtics. I think we've covered all the all the important bases. Um, <laughs> it is our fiftieth episode. Woo! You know that? I've heard. Yes, uh, it is our fiftieth episode. Half a century, baby. 
there and and for those of you who i'm going to open the the book of the uh the on the night to go back the annals of history um open up the yeah you like that um i'm gonna i'm gonna open up the book and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you guys some uh on the night to go back trivia that you might not know we actually recorded a few episodes that we so based on the episodes that you have listened to as a listener not you higgins but whoever's this oh no uh any listener uh you probably think that we just release everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm here to tell hey, you that they... that's not the case. We yeah. recorded, what, like three episodes or four episodes uh, uh, in the beginning of our run yeah, probably. That, that never saw the light of day. And rightfully so. And rightfully so, definitely. I mean, if we, I mean, again, you know, knowing what, you know, what, given what I just said, if we listened to it and decided that it wasn't, worth putting up based on what we have decided is worth putting up it must be really really bad right um, the first episode that we recorded uh i don't remember why exactly well we were talking about this because on the night to go back is a reference to um your favorite movie or one of your favorite I, it's, movies? My, it's in my top five top five yeah. top five but a movie you consider to so. be like like per, like almost perfect right from a like, I, yes i think i think it kicked off a whole genre worth of movies that like are still being made today. Right. Right. And the, like, and the, and the movie of course is um, back to the future, back to the future. Yes. And then the back to the future series. And so our name is a reference to that. And um, our first episode was some sort of, I don't even know how we positioned it, but basically you, we, we were trying to argue which movie was better phantom menace because that was your favorite movie and back to the future because right, it was one right. of my favorite movies yeah and it was it went off the rails real fast it was like hard to listen to um it was hard to record it was hard <laughs> it was to like, record and it was really yeah. hard to like deal with the fact that that is what came out of our mouth so we didn't end up publishing it but we thought that it would be fun and cool to because <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything it, about us you know that we are fun and cool um, we are hip. We are your parents' favorite podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Just ask your dad about us, yeah. baby. <laughs> that's our, that's yeah. our weird slogan. Um, we thought it'd be cool to revisit that. Up. Yeah, exactly. We thought it'd be cool to revisit that a little bit. Um, so wait, you're gonna are we gonna play the episode? We are not gonna play the episode. Oh, okay. If how about this? Bit, if was... this uh, if this gets enough engagement, we will release. <laughs> the unreleased episode, but I need, I okay. want the tweet, our tweet of this episode to get to at least, if, our, if this tweet gets 10 likes, <laughs> no, yeah, 10 likes, and we'll, oh, and we'll tweet this, make sure we tweet this Higgins when we tweet the episode. I will. If this tweet gets 10 likes, we will release the unreleased first episode bootleg of uh, <laughs> On the Night I Go Back, Phantom Menace versus um, uh, that stupid, that stupid movie you like. Uh, back to the Future. Yeah, back to the Future. I'm blanking <laughs> on it. Uh, yeah. uh, because uh, right. it's, it's, you know, so, so why do you love that movie so much? Let's start, let's start with that. Oh God, you put me on the spot here. I was not I'm not putting you on the spot. You uh, knew we were going to talk about this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think it was I think it's, literally your idea. I don't think, it's hard not to love that movie. One, it's, it, it's wall to wall, a really, really great action movie. Um, and it's got elements of, of everything comedy. I think it's really funny. Uh, it's got, like I said, the action, it's got the drama a little bit with, um, you know, with doc and Marty kind of Marty knows doc's fate and he wants to tell him and doc refuses to listen. So it's like that kind of like, you know, that dramatic. And then the very, at the end when he does listen, 
and uh, he doesn't end up dying. Like that's that's there's a nice touching scene with him and Marty there. Um, and it's got the, what you love the most, which is the time travel and the the sci-fi thing. Um, I do not love to mention that. it's just like in my it, it just seems like. And I'm, I know I'm, I know it's not the first because it was like the, it came out in like '85 or '84, but it just seemed like the first real big budget action movie that like had like not nods to sponsorships, nod to you know there was like the fourth wall kind of breaking a little bit in, in some scenes. Like I feel like it was the movie that kind of kicked off what became what the, what cinema was in like the '90s, which was you know that kind of those big budget action movies. Um, and I think. And this is not just me speaking. I think it's on record by the American Film Institute, AFI, as being the most it's, – it's considered widely amongst whatever, Hollywood or whatever, as being the perfect script. They said that Back to the Future 1 by Robert Zemeckis is the perfect script. Like they study the script in like film classes, by because just the way the way it's written, how like the, everything about it is just it's 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 called the perfect script. So I'm not the only one that agrees that this movie is is, is the balls. I feel like it's widely regarded as that, and I think because it's widely regarded that, that as that, it's invited a lot of haters and a lot of contrarians to come in and say, well, actually. <laughs> so speaking of that, actually, yeah. uh, when we originally recorded this, I had actually not seen. I had seen it before, but way, way back. And it was yeah. like not in my adult life. So I went back and rewatched it and actually took notes that I spoke to in that unreleased first episode. Um, and I was just going back and re-familiarizing myself with, um, with some of these uh, notes. Do you want to hear okay. a few of them? I would love to. Yeah. Okay. So... Duh, 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 duh. Oh, I noted that 80s movies protagonists are always slackers. Uh, and Marty McFly was no, uh, no, um, he was, he was exactly that, right? Principal Strickland calls him a slacker. Right, exactly. And I think that's kind of why we all suck today is because those are the types of people we looked up to when we were growing up. Um, I I don't think we all suck today, but Yeah, well that's, yeah, okay. So that's, (laughs) you kind of proved my point (laughs) That's a problem. Uh, (laughs) Um, I wrote Marty's a dick and then I have nine examples of him being a dick. Wait, wait, who's a dick? Marty's a dick? Yeah. And I have nine examples of okay. him being a dick throughout the movie um, that okay, I don't go. need to, I don't need to, to list all of them. Um, okay. Give me, two. but I'll give you a couple. Uh, where's four layers. This isn't the Arctic. I mean, come oh, on. All right. All He's got right. like a vest on top of a coat on top of a shirt. That's on top the of a style shirt. of the eighties. man. That was not my style. And I was very cool. Well, you 80s. weren't in the eighties. Um, <laughs> you probably actually did wear layers in the eighties. Showboats. Your parents cared about you. He showboats at his little guitar battle of the band tryouts. He's a big showboater and that's why he doesn't get accepted. Um, and he really is showing off. And as a musician, that offends me because you're supposed to be humble. Oh, really? He <laughs> appropriated Chuck Berry. I mean, I think this is a pretty okay, that, common that, argument. That is the, that will I say that it, that's a dark uh, or a, a, a knock on the movie is that they print, they, they essentially said, white man white man invented rock and roll um so and tried to write chuck berry out of it problematic i don't remember anything problematic from the phantom menace and that is not just selective memory <laughs> <What's> <laughs> there it, actually is a lot of no there what's actually in jar jar binks really problematic there's a lot of problematic shit in the phantom menace actually i will say um uh some of these other notes uh is biff the real hero no no so i went through a little bit of a i went through a little bit of a thing there in the middle but towards the end i just uh, oh, it did incest before it was cool. I mean, incest is everywhere these days. And, and uh, that, that's a very uncomfortable part of the movie too. 
Uh, yeah, so, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real person here. Like, I believe that like the movie has its flaws. I wrote I saying, Marty's dad is hot. Do you get that one? Crispin Glover. He is a hottie. Yes. Oh yeah. We uh, did. We, oh, I remember, we, <laughs> remember we talked about this. Yeah. Crispin Glover, definitely good looking. Um, I wrote quote unquote, get me a milk chocolate. That must be a line from the movie. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, I wrote not enough time travel. So you said it's a time travel. Like there's barely any time travel. There's one, there's, there's two scenes to try. Like, what do you want them to do? I want more time travel. Okay. Um, and then I said, everything cool that I remembered from the, from the movie, from like, from, from back to the future is from the other movies. From back like to the, the wild west setting and yeah. the, the hoverboard and the betting on the world series and stuff. Like that's the stuff that I really remembered. And all that stuff is from, is from a uh, different, uh, Different so, movie in the series. Okay. Um, do you have you watched the other movies? So do you? Like, uh, you, you not. I didn't go. Them? Not recently. No. Okay. No. Not really. I think Back to the Future Two. So Back to the Future One, in my opinion, is the best movie of them all of the trilogy. I think Back to the Future Two though is more entertaining. Uh, but Back to yeah, the Future Two okay. is just, just more of a like like most sequels are. It's a, just a rehashing of the first one. It's just right. the, the plot is similar. Right, um, right, right. But I think it's just more entertaining. There's more gags. There's more time travel. Like I know you like that. There's more time travel in the second one. Um, I think more of the memorable scenes that people think of, like you said, in the trilogy, come from the second one rather than the first right. and the third. I will. Um, I will add. So I'm not trying to say anything specific. I don't like. I don't think it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. I just like really wanted to point out to you all of the ways that your your perfect movie uh, was flawed. I, I, okay. Contrary to what you said, I think I am the first person to do that. So uh, Okay, right. <laughs> I will say the last thing I wrote is um, uh, I do understand how this would be mind-blowing in 1985. And I do. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It, it would be fucking awesome. Like if I was, you know, if I was someone who watched it when it came out and was like old enough to appreciate it, I would have been like, holy shit, this is fucking so, so good. And if it's like for you... You love movies from that era, like late eighties. I'm early very 90s. like like, I mean, like that is everyone, your thing. Yes, I'm nostalgic. Everyone says it, um, but like what I like, it's it just it's it one of those first movies where like, like they, what's it called? And I'm gonna and I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Where like they leave clues in movies to like reference back to like other parts of movies. Um, Easter eggs, is that right? Oh yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yeah, Easter eggs, something yeah. like that. That's what you're thinking of, yeah. I feel like this is the first. I feel like the, this is the first movie that I I remember watching, in that like it laid the groundwork for sequels. Like there's 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 movies there's there's parts of in the first one that like reference that reference the the third one. The third one hadn't even been made yet. You know, yeah. like they he talks about the old west and how it's his favorite time period in the first one, before the third one was even. In, yeah, like yeah. we're ten, we're six years away from the third one even being made. I, I, I respect that. I definitely respect the that. Go, it's, it's the third. You know, by the time you get to the third one, they have all these throwbacks to the first right. two, which I think are really cool. And that uh, is something that, to your point, has been emulated a million it, with yeah, every. It's, move, it's a trope with now. Yeah, it's a it trope is, now. Yeah. And I think, this, to my knowledge, and I'm again, we're not professionals at this. Um, it's the first movie that I can think of that did, really did that. You know. Yeah. Um, uh I will say that I know Crispin Glover. As we, while we're talking about Crispin Glover, so hot. who played who so hot, who played <laughs> the father in the in the uh, in the first one, he didn't reprise his roles in the second or the third one um, because he had beef with the movie too. Right. Uh, he didn't like the ending of the movie mm. um, where 
Marty. So because he stood up, because Crispin Glover's character George McFly stood up to Biff in the past, he now when the when future gets rewritten, he come he's he's a successful businessman now, and Biff is like his like lackey, and Crispin Glover had beef with this because he said why like why why does money have to be what makes people successful why does money have to be what makes people happy yeah like couldn't he have just couldn't they have just been like a happy family and been middle class or even a happy family and been struggling like the money doesn't make doesn't doesn't influence everything and the writers saw differently they said well no this is this him standing up to Biff changed the whole trajectory of his life. And now he's a more successful, more confident person, blah, blah, blah. And the Crispin Glover was like, well, I'm not, I'm not supporting this. Right. And he backed out of the second two movies. Hey, which made him. Him, I mean, great, great for him. Honestly, like that's, that's very noble in a, in a way, but like, where has he been? Yeah. Like, I think I can think of like two other movies that he's been in since then. Like he could have been, you know, he, he lost out on a lot of money and probably a lot, a lot longer of career um because you can i mean i can really respect someone i can't empathize with someone but i can really respect someone who turns down everything to stick to their principles right so Um, i can't i don't like understand that feeling or can (laughs) empathize with it but um but yeah no so okay so i think um one of the reasons why I liked this as a theme, one of the reasons I was excited to come back to it is because I think it is emblematic of the type of movies that you like. And I think it is, is highly influential to I will say what you like today. And I think that's an interesting I know this I know this sounds like you're going someplace like cool with it, but everything I'm hearing sounds like a like a like a complete negative and an insult. So. You are conditioned to think that anything coming out of my mouth is an insult. And I'm not everything saying that I have like not a backhanded compliment, okay? I'm not saying that I have not uh given you cause to believe that. Oh wow, this you this is really good for you. Yeah, I get Yeah, this. you know, like, yeah. I think it's just just complicated enough for you to really like it. <laughs> it's like time travel for dummies. I get it now. Yeah. See, all of these things, you are the one who are saying, you're saying all of these things. This is I have nothing but love and respect for you. It's <laughs> okay. true. So yeah. So you, so you think this is, um, you think this is, is the movie that essentially shaped my, my palate, for what I what I like, I think it was absolutely one of nowadays. them, right? I mean, you can't argue yeah. with that. So yeah, I guess so. But it also says something that like every movie I like happens to be from like the mid '80s to the early '90s. I think that's just like the time period that I that I glory enjoy days. the most. Yeah, those <laughs> my yeah, that's when I was I had a lot of hair. Glory uh, days. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just I am a big nostalgia guy, so I think it's true. I would rather watch a movie. I'd rather watch Gremlins and Back to the Future and the Goonies than like sit down and pop off the new like Tom Hanks like whatever he's doing now, you know. So yeah, that's just like that's just my thing. Yeah, but, no, I hear you, and I think that's what you know. That's what makes you you, and I really respect that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. You. So I really enjoy that we had a chance to talk about this and um, talk through this because it's an interesting character analysis of you, one of the main characters in this podcast. And uh, uh, frankly, I've, I really enjoyed talking about it. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, again, that doesn't sound like it's sincere and it sounds more backhanded than anything, um, but I'm trying to take it in stride. So good. Well, that is um, really impressive that you're able to do that. <laughs> yeah. I have mental capacity. I must, I'm really growing as an adult. So, so what do you see in the next 50 episodes? What do you want to achieve? 
Um, I would like to achieve um, orgasm uh, with Jesus. no hands. Um, touchless orgasm is what you want to achieve over the next 50 episodes touchless orgasm all right Um, no i I don't know i want to see more guests maybe more like maybe broaden our horizon with our guests and try to get people that are outside the box not just like our our core group of friends which i by the way no knock i love the fact that we have our friends on and we all share similar takes on things and can have you know good discussions and stuff like that um so maybe like more guests um I don't know, just more, um, more of the same. I want to, I want to shoot the shit with you. I want to have fun and I don't want it to get boring and tedious. And right now it doesn't, it's not that yet. So I I would like to see that continue on the next 50 episodes. I think I've liked the shift to more open format episodes. Like even this was kind of an open format episode, right? I think that's, that's helped make it not tedious because I kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like we just kind of hop on and talk shoot the shit right exactly and i think that's where that's where this came from that's where this podcast came from and the idea for this podcast and that's where we're at our best um so so yeah so i think that really nicely uh, aligns with my goals for the next 50 episodes i would love for you to learn how to use garage band oh so you want so that you can so i can record some stuff too. yeah well maybe we could start uh you know doing like a back and forth like you do one yeah. i do one i don't know yeah i don't know maybe. i don't know i mean okay. I, you know, right. I think you have it in you i mean i'm not uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna go i'm not even gonna defend myself anymore like i think you i'm not i'm not a dummy um despite what um all my teachers have said <laughs> um, i uh i uh I'm a smart boy and I can hand, I can probably figure it out. So yeah. You know what? Send me the garage band in the mail and I will set it up on my, uh, great. Is, is it a, are, is it coming, you are well on your way to fully understanding what garage is. Band it still is. coming <laughs> in a big box and I just like put a disc <laughs> into my computer and that's how, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's all of it. Okay. What um, if I just put a tape recorder out to what, what we're saying and then I mail you the tape recorder in the mail and you, See, yeah, I feel like I can the way that you see it sounds like we're recording on a tape recorder already. The way that you move your head around when you talk and don't talk into the mic. Oh, uh, you know, you know <laughs> got him. Okay, we'll, I can always find something. As we'll fix it in post. As right. the very image of perfection, it is really easy for me to find flaws in others. I will say that. That's true. I might get you might you're leading me to get drunk tonight, and I don't really want to get drunk tonight. Why don't you want to get drunk tonight? You should definitely get drunk tonight. I don't. I haven't gotten drunk in since I literally have not gotten drunk since Biden won. Since inauguration night, when I drank that entire bottle of champagne, um, you should get drunk tonight. I'm going to get drunk tonight. Well, you live by yourself, and I live by myself. I have a wife who you've met. Uh, have I though? I mean, oh my god! Oh my god! It's all—it's all coming back. I'm just seeing flashes of all of the memories I have with Jamie, and it's just—just just me. <laughs> <laughs> just you and Roz. It's just me and Roz. Um, uh, yeah, that. Uh, um, yeah, maybe I'll get drunk tonight. Well, I gotta think about D&D. this a lot now. Play some D and D. Yeah, D and D. I think it's D and D night for sure. So we, so you're coming. You're gonna come back in glorious fashion, right, into the D and D world. If I'm welcome, yeah. I mean, yes, you're welcome, Higgins. We can't do it without you. You literally have though. I just stay oh, by yeah. the, uh, the last two sessions. The- not because you haven't been here, but I will say the last two sessions have been great. Um, shout out Adam (laughs) shout out shout out is hitting his stride as dungeon master we're starting to pick up how to like how to do it effectively and you're just gonna slide directly back into that no you are back in 
like disrupt the chemistry. You know, I will tell like, you one thing. If you don't show up tonight, I am going to fucking flip out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And if you don't get you know, drunk I, tonight, I am okay, going to flip well, out. That, that is, that, that, that sir is, is bullying. And, and, and I, I don't, it's almost like worse than that. bullying, like forcing someone to get drunk. That's pretty bad. Yeah. I think that's like borderline, like the R word. It's like a, um, Ugh. yeah, I don't think I mean, so. I, I, uh, we'll look it up. <laughs> don't gaslight yeah. me. I know I'm right. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> do we have a, a trope or something? That, I feel like I started like six weeks ago talking about a, um, a pitch and now I totally fucking forgot what it was. You but need I mean, to write things one, down. I can't, I have no time for that. I and mean, we don't have pens in the house. Uh, um, no, have like a Google Doc. I have a Google Doc that I write down all my notes. A in. Google Doc. A Google okay. Doc. Yeah. Okay, Bill Gates. It's I'll free. Get a Google doc. It's free. You don't need to be Bill Gates to use a Google Doc. <laughs> hey, Doc. It's my Google Doc. He just <laughs> the doc. fixes all my Google. The Doc stuff. and Marty. Yeah. yeah. Do, anyway, um, do, you, do you have a uh, Do you have a trope or do you have a, a pitch? We did talk about um, Easter eggs and Easter eggs are one of the best trope that there possibly is. When you were chatting about Easter eggs, I actually quickly looked it up and it turns out Easter eggs were originally in software, like video games and, and applications and stuff where yeah, people would see, leave like little like references Duke, uh, to like, the developers and stuff. Like Doom and stuff had a bunch and Duke Nukem, I remember had a bunch. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And like the, the um, early Zelda games and stuff. And then it just kind of got adopted to pretty much every other medium right and that's yeah that is like that's people love that shit like when you talk about fan service you're essentially talking about the appropriate level of injecting organic easter eggs into what you're watching right i mean it's like it's like that that appropriate level of like reference organic easter eggs what are you what are you getting free (laughs) fair trade easter eggs what are you celiac Uh, disease (laughs) wow Um, for the record on the night i go back supports we are celiac yes no yeah celiac research not yes. nope not the pro, no we're not no, you like the disease yeah. and i like the cure yeah <laughs> that's like a thing right? <laughs> um, okay um, this has been i might cut off the whole like last 15 minutes of this episode and just fine see if i care <laughs> i might okay. i might just painstakingly cut out every time you talk i'm just gonna cut it out and it's just gonna be me talking to i'm myself. gonna be interested to see what this episode sounds like because i don't know how it sounds on your end but you're cutting out a lot on my end yeah you're cutting out a little bit cutting on out my a lot end. on your end yeah a little bit we'll see i, I mean know, it is i don't know if is. that translates i think it could just be it could just be like our connections but I yeah think it might, it might be, be up by the i was i was getting a little bit of the same thing i think it's it is what it is i mean if we're cutting out it's yeah, <laughs> we're not going to go back best. and record it again no this will be the third th- third time's a charm yeah right exactly um, but uh all right well but yeah i think that's that um it's been a pleasure okay these 50 episodes well, and this you. episode yeah and um next week next week I, we'll, i've already promised i've already promised number 51 to uh keith mandeville all right get him in here so, get keith in here you'll you pick a theme a- and and talk through it with him and and you just sit there and look pretty. And just look pretty like all, like you always do. Like really pretty. No, I'm talking about you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to sit there and look pretty too. Yeah, we're just pretty. Yeah. We're just pretty Pretty dudes. nice. Yeah, exactly. Shout out Roger. Hey, Roger. Okay, let's call it here. Good podcast. Not great. Good, not great. No, definitely not great. I wish um, I would have liked it better for our 50th. But. Certainly not our best. But hey, I mean, this is us, right? This is us, so to speak. This is who you're, <laughs> this is who you signed up for. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, 
Uh, good. Okay, Higgins. Well, I'll see you in a little bit for a little D&D action, and we will see all of you listening at home next week. Never. Yeah, or never. Okay. I don't know. Fucking, we're, never, we're never going to see you. It's pandemic, so. We might see you. Well, maybe. Are you, are you all coming to Brett's wedding? <laughs> yeah, we'll all, we'll all meet at Brett's <laughs> wedding. Uh, we'll do a live stream from there. Uh, okay. Should we host, should we host a, a meet and greet during Brett's wedding? We should ask Brett if he wants us to MC the wedding and then record it as a podcast. So it's like, Yo, duty. Yeah, he would sounds, love that. That sounds dope, I, right? I bet he would say yes. I don't know if Caitlin would, but I bet he would say absolutely. Uh, we'll, work, we'll work on Caitlin. Yeah. We'll tell yeah. Brad that he just can't get married unless they both say yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, I mean, if they say that we can't get married, I mean. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, if there's anyone who we can like bully into not getting married, I think it's probably uh, Brett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So shout out Brad. I I mean, good thing he doesn't I listen wish- to this podcast because we're being pretty mean to him. Yeah, he definitely, if he has listened, he shut it off by now, so. Yeah, okay, well, good, and as he should have. <laughs> Can you just let me go, please? Can we end this fucking podcast? Yes, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm Ben, and you're... I'm, this is Corey. Yeah, I'm going to say Higgins. Can I call you Higgins? You can call me Higgins. This? That's my last name, folks. <laughs> it's not just a weird nickname that somebody gives you. I mean, it's both, right? Well, yeah, I guess. I've always called you Higgins, and I'll never stop. That's fine. Um, and I'll call your kid Higgins, too. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, what we want to do today is a couple things.